Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Well, welcome back, our baby boomer buddies, to Another Day Above Ground, the podcast that's made just for you, where we talk about all kinds of things that are relevant to us, the baby boomer. You know, what about our needs? Well, we're here to uh, to try and fill them. And when I say we, of course, I have to uh, include my partners, first of all, from uh, the great state of Indiana, the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. It's Easter time at the White House, and kids are going to be looking for eggs, uh, which is different than uh, the other 364 days a year when they look for the black jelly beans. <laughs> no, no, those are smart pills. <laughs> I am totally missing it already. You guys have lost me on this show already. It's, it's, Joe isn't too particular. It just rolls. If it rolls down the pant leg, just leave it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and it's, it's like the kid who wanted to be smarter, and his friend says, Here, take these smart pills. And he takes a couple and says, Ooh, these taste like poop. He says, See, you're smarter already. So... <laughs> wow. It's, and of uh, course, so... the female voice is our distaff partner from, uh, from the uh, mile high city of Denver, Colorado. Welcome, Carolyn Strauss. Yeah, I'm prouder and prouder every week to be part of this show. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know, when when I looked at Sheryl Sandberg's book and her book Lean In that she wrote years ago about women coming to the table, and she said, you know, the most important choice you make is who you choose to partner with. I'm looking around thinking, hmm. (laughs) Every week, a little more distaff, huh? A little more dis something. <laughs> well, probably disturbed. It's running off on you. Yeah, you know, wearing off on you. I had a. I found a book. I was cleaning up in uh, this weekend. I found a a book with a great uh, title on it. Age doesn't matter unless you're a cheese. And it's all quotes from people, famous and semi-famous people about aging. So I, I thought we could make this a regular feature of this show because we haven't had a new regular feature in about a week or so. So <laughs> <laughs> I have two quotes. The first one I like a lot. It's from a guy named Horatio Luro. I never heard of him. He's a horse trainer from France. And he's explaining the secret of how he lived to 80 years. And his secret is swim dance a little, go to Paris every August, and live within walking distance of two hospitals. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's very good. And the other one, of course, from Mark Twain, who said, I'm an old man and have known many troubles, but most of them never happened. So <laughs> uh, yeah, It seems that horse trainer would have some better advice on how to, uh, how to, how to live to a good long age. Like, uh, but I like uh, the walking distance to the hospitals because, you know, that's, I don't know where you would find that, but uh, at least to a, you know, somewhere. I, like I, to I was go thinking in stand off to side the side when you're trimming their tail. That's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of going to Paris every August, you guys. I'm in. Have you it's, been to Paris? I have. I've been to Paris a couple times. Really? Yeah. What's it like? Um, um, French. 
<laughs> People walk around with their tongues hanging out. What does it smell like there? I often wondered. I imagine it would smell like, you know, cheese, feet, and butt. Is You know, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, I romance. Depends... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lots of wine. Wine, bread, and cheese. It's, it's wine, bread, and cheese. But no, I was there the last time I was there. It was, I don't know, 2006, 2007, around there. My favorite thing there is, you know how like on here, on every corner, there's a Starbucks? There on every corner, there's a crepe stand. So for like five euros, you can get a Nutella and banana crepe for like on every corner. Mm. I yeah, I like Paris. <laughs> that's that's, that's got to put us some motivation into your morning walk. Yeah, see, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> yum. Well, as we like to do here on another day above ground, we like to address problems that are facing us, the baby boomer. Because hey, you know. What about us? And so we have reached out once again to a friend of the show, an author who has been on the show before, but now has a brand new book called Successfully Navigating Your Parents' Senior Years. Please welcome to the show again, Star Bradbury. Hey, Dale. Hey, everybody. Hey, Star. How are, how are you to today? Do you remember us? Of course. You're pretty unforgettable. All three okay, of you. no, I remember you because of your name, you know, Bradbury. Uh, yeah, like, like, like great Bradbury, that's how I connected it. Anyhow, you're here today to tell us about how to take care of our parents, because many of us still have parents who are alive, and, and some of us who are older have kids. We're hoping to take care of us. So we we want to learn all of the tricks of the trade of uh, of taking care of your uh, older parents. Well, Dale, when I first started writing this book, uh, I had a friend who said, Star, it's the adult kids who need help. We're the ones who have no idea what we're doing. By the time, you know, our parents are in their late 60s or 70s or older, they've learned a lot more about life than we have. Please write the book to help the adult kids. We're thrown in a crisis, we have no idea what to do. And I, I really had to think about that because originally I was gonna write it for us baby boomers. And then I thought, who needs more help? <laughs> Excellent. Okay, I really so. came to the conclusion that it was uh, adult kids. But then, like you just said, Dale, the fastest growing demographic is 90 to 100. And I have tons of friends whose parents are still here in their 90s. So then that's like a whole nother level of reading the book wait that, that intrigues me the fastest growing demographic yeah. is 90 to 100 correct, correct. In, wow. by, by that's reassuring people by percentage or uh, the, if you were to look at the population in the united states and say which population is growing the fastest then x number of people are going to still be around between 90 and 100 that's it and i'm what? kind of wondering if i maybe somebody's going to call in when you know and I don't know if you do call-ins, but I'm kind of wondering if that's true internationally, globally, because wow. people are living longer, but that is definitely true in the United States. I must have 10, 15 friends whose parents are still around to various degrees of health, and their, their parents are in their 90s. So obviously developing a plan, whether your parents are in their 60s or 70s or in their 90s, is a little different, but I really... I wrote the book to help help people make educated and informed decisions 
as they navigate the challenges that they're going to face, really, whether your parents are, I mean, ideally, you start way, way, way before your parents are in their 90s in, the, in a perfect world, which we don't live in. So I think, <laughs> I think having a bucket list conversation with your parents is a good idea and starting with skydiving moving on to hang gliding, then moving on to cliff jumping, and problem solved. Mm. All together. <laughs> waiting on that will, huh, Carolyn? Uh, I had a bucket list with my daughters. For well, it's, Actually, it's a list for when I kick the bucket. And uh, so that that's exactly what the, your category falls into today. Let's talk a little bit about, more about some of the specifics. For instance, you know, a, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, senior parents wind up in centers, you know, in senior homes. They don't get mm -hmm. to, to spend mm -hmm. their time or their last time in uh, where in their home. And what do we look for if you got to put your folks in the home? Well, um, I have an entire section within the book that that's called when your parents need more help and care uh, because if since so much of my career 25 years was spent in senior living I was the administrative director of a standalone assisted living facility also a memory care facility and then I worked at a life care community for 18 years so heavily experienced in senior living and what I what I realized when I was writing this book and in the thousands of families that I've consulted with and helped with over the years, is that most people really, they don't have a clue about what the difference is between home care and home health care. There's a big difference. They don't know the difference between assisted living or skilled nursing. Half the people I talk to, only they're only picturing skilled nursing. And they're thinking, I don't ever want my mom or my dad to you know, go into a, a, a facility and what I say is, well, you haven't been out looking at what's available in terms of community living and supportive living for your parents. If you think that's an option, don't wait till the crisis. Go visit these communities now and see what's out there. It's a different world, Dale. It's a different world. Because if you don't go and visit those communities early, your parents are going to be living with you. So. <laughs> but, you know, I will share something really funny with Tell you. Tell your parents it's a really nice Marriott. They won't know the difference. <laughs> you can blindfold them and tell them they're going on a cruise. <laughs> I say if you have the money, send them on a cruise. There's health care, there's right. nurses. They get to I wake up with a different view every day. I wonder if that's a myth. You know, the myth that, you know, just send your parents or some people choose to go on a cruise, but I have to share something really fun with you guys. And of, of all the people I probably will do podcasts with, you guys will appreciate this the most. So I wanted to name the book, Your Parents Don't Want to Live with You Either. <laughs> and, I thought, <laughs> you know, and I thought that was both accurate, funny, and, and funny in a, well, maybe it's really true kind of yeah. way. So when I, I uh, suggested that idea to my publisher, uh, she actually, my editor, loved it. And so they said, let's do a focus group. You'll find this interesting. They did a focus group. Everybody our age, the baby boomers, they laughed. They thought it was funny. They loved the title. But the focus group, the millennials and some of the Gen Xers, especially the guys, they thought it was snarky and not funny and to making light of a serious subject. Yeah, how many of those millennials? How many of those millennials are still living with their parents, though? 
Yeah, good, good point. Good point. <laughs> and I'm saying you could have like, put, oh, put snowflakes ahead. all over the cover and then, you know, <laughs> take care of them too. Actually, here's another thing. The original cover design, uh, it was probably a 20-something that does, that wrote, that did the first designs. I They sent me like 10 designs and I said, none of these will do. They had little old people with canes and walkers and fedoras and little pillbox like hats. Behind and I was like, me here. Yeah. like Dale's I, backdrop. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 that is not where we're going. We're trying to navigate. First of all, it's an arc. When you look at the possible age, the spectrum of ages that this book would help, I'm telling people, listen, don't wait till your parents are. One, one of the things I really think kind of sums it up, and I have a really good friend who, who gave me this terminology. He said, you know, Star, after you retire, there's the go-go years. There's the slow go years, and then there's the no go years. And we all want to, we have a cultural mythology that that's never going to happen. And especially people don't like to believe that will ever happen to their parents. And we don't like to think about it for ourselves. So nobody plans for it. We live in a cultural mythology that this is never going to happen. We're never going to need help. We're going to check the box that says I get to die in my sleep at, I don't know, maybe 90. But last time I checked, that's not how we can check out of this world. Just not an option. Well, not really. <laughs> That's my, another topic. My wife, my wife asked me, she goes, if you could know the mm -hmm. time and place of your death, would you want to know that? Mm -hmm. I said, I don't think so. Why? She goes, oh, never mind. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh -oh. Now, what if your yeah. parents want to stay in their house, you know, and, and like I do, I don't want to go to any home They, you know, but I will do whatever it takes to stay in my, what, what, what do you have to do there? Well, that's a, such an important question. It really is. And it comes up in every presentation I do because all the surveys and ARP just did a survey. I think something like 90% of people over the age of 70 want to age in place. That's what the industry calls it. I want to stay in my home. And what I say to people, since I focus on trying to come up with a plan to age successfully, is how strong is your support team? Because that's really, the research shows that if you want to age in place and you want to age in place successfully, you have to look at how strong your support team is. Are they really going to be there if and when you need help, even if it's temporary? So. Uh, when people say I want to age in place, what I like to say back is that is a statement. It is not a plan. <laughs> so I like to sit down with people and say, I'm all for aging in place, but it won't just happen. Have you modified your home? Is it age friendly? Do you have everything you said on one story? Ideally, do you have to navigate stairs? Have you modified the house? Particularly, most people start with the bathroom or in any way to make it more accessible. And then if you did need help, who would you call on? So it, that the research shows how your support team is going to be critical to aging in place successfully. If you order from Uber Eats and you don't answer the door, they'll find a way to come in so that they can get their tips. So you just order something and they'll help you up. I tell people it's important, you know, it could be 90, Carolyn, you still better know how to call Uber, Uber Eats, and, and that's actually a creative way to, to look at an issue when people say, well, what my mom doesn't want to leave her house, but she's not cooking and she's not eating well. Well, make sure she knows how to order through Uber, Uber Eats or she's not driving anymore. But 
you know, the, the question is, and, and this gets to my principle number one in my book, I think that people get stuck on aging in place. And I kind of want to flip that around a little bit and encourage people to start with principle number one. Instead of saying, I want to age in place, the question that I think people should really ask is, how can I maximize and maintain and maximize my independence for the longest possible time? If you started out with that question, you might come up with a different answer. Because if you said, what is aging successfully? I mean, honestly, Kara, I'm going to ask each one of you, one, one or two words. What would it mean to you guys to age successfully? What would you say? I'd, yeah, like, that, ooh, go ahead. I'd uh, like to run out of time and money on the same day. That's perfect. I love that. Okay. You could plan for that too, Dale. Oh, <laughs> I do. Really. He's been working at it. Money, though, <laughs> <laughs> See, if your wife knows the time and date of your death, and you could look at how much money you had in the bank and go, okay, uh, 500 bucks a day, hopefully. Right? Okay, Tim, what would yours be? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Tim's in denial. I'm in denial. Well, he's not alone. Don't worry, you got lots of company. Carolyn, what would your aging successfully? Hot yoga at 90. I love that. You'd stay very flexible. Yep. I do, I do believe in visualizing yourself, you know, at 90, healthy, being able to do yoga. I think it's important that we have po really positive images. Of I can't ourselves. look at myself in the mirror now. You want me to visualize myself at 90 doing yes. hot yoga? Yes, I do. You know who you have to look at? I do yoga every day. I do. You know who you have to look at? It was a picture recently in the paper online or something of Iggy Pop, who is a baby boomer generation star without his shirt on. And I got to tell you, the man's uh, your birthday suit needs a good ironing. <laughs> Holy crap. You could say he was courageous. You know, just like a wash rag. Wait a minute. I just figured that out. If it needs an ironing, so you start out skinny, and every year you gain five pounds, and you'll uh, fill out the suit. So by the time you're 90, no wrinkles. That is my new plan. Five pounds of, a year, people. Is there Botox for the whole body, Carolyn? Where you just kind of, you know, I look at some of these women in Hollywood, and I'm like, like, oh my goodness, I don't even know who they are anymore. Yeah, it's Madonna. So it's Madonna. Instead of fat injections, I'm just going to do it organically and make it work for me. Have you seen Jen Psaki lately? <laughs> what happened to her? She got a oh. facelift. I think she, she should go to a lawyer because it is not. Why are these? And she's young. She's not she's even. Young. You know, why are these young women doing? You know, we, we need to learn to age gracefully and age successfully. But, you know, my point is that most people, if I ask them, what do they think about when they think about aging successfully? They almost always say, I want to maintain my independence. And that would be like at the top of the list for most people. I want to be able to maintain my independence. What does that mean to you? Well, usually it means staying active and involved and seeing your friends and your staying engaged in the community and um, being able to get where you want to go, Not maybe not even drive yourself, right? But if that's the focus, and that's usually what makes people happy is that sense of connection, it may not be like, for example, I met with a client last week, charming, charming man, 
a PhD, retired uh, professor at the University of Florida, um, 84, his wife had passed away. Is he rich? Big, yes. Oh. Big, big home. Got a number? Big, big home. But it turns out he kind of realized, like, I thought I wanted to stay in my home, but I'm lonely, I'm isolated, I'm in the middle of nowhere. And um, it, he, he decided that, you know what, it, the trade-off of leaving his home and going into a community, independent living, lovely, get anything he wants, and having friends and activities and a beautiful dining room and, and you know, lots of things to do was, was actually going to maintain his independence and happiness longer than staying in his home. So stay open-minded, Dale. Don't get locked in. My mom says she's not leaving her house. And uh, she and she goes and if you 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 think I'm joking, let me show you the guns in my safe. <laughs> Ooh, that that sounds uh, serious. I mean, <laughs> some people are that's they feel really really strongly. And I just say, remember, if you want to age gracefully, you have to be adapt to change, uh, be willing to make changes, and be flexible and resilient. I, I mean, you have to be resilient. Look, at our age, you better re be resilient. Now, what if we live to 90? We better even be more resilient. I wonder if they'll have new flavors of pudding by the time we get to 90. <laughs> Looking forward to that. And, I think by the time you're 90, it doesn't matter. I think it all tastes the same. Smoothie. Let's, let's talk about smoothies <laughs> instead of pudding. <laughs> and... What uh, what about the, the the finances? Your kids obviously should get involved with the parents' finances, I imagine. And uh, you know, how do you broach that subject? With the Delicately. ammunition, really? yes, really, really, Dale. When did, you're did, having that conversation, making sure your, the guns are out of the house. Did your kid have access to your finances? Well, not yet, because I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, two different topics, Tim. There's the topic about what money are you leaving your kids, you know. And I always tell people, listen, did you work hard for your own money? Yes. I mean, really, I have met people who say, I can't take, I can't take this money to go live in that lovely community because I have to leave money to my kids. And I always say, wait a second. You worked hard for this money. You know, shouldn't you spend it on yourself so that you can have a quality of life that you, you would want for your own children? Why wouldn't you want it for yourself? So on a serious note, people should really make decisions that are going to enhance their own quality of life before they necessarily leave their their kids money. But having said that, I think that there's I, I think there's a serious responsibility, you guys, for both the adult children and the parent to sit down and have a conversation about paying for long-term care because the statistics are, not only are the statistics scary about the number of people who are gonna need long-term care, but it's how are you gonna pay for the care? In fact, I just did this morning sent an article that was um, in the Washington Post uh, just a few days ago uh, that the baby boomers are not prepared for how expensive long-term care is. If you, unless you qualify for Medicaid that means you have very, very few assets. You're not going to get help. And when you tell people, when I ask people, you know, how, how are you going to pay for long-term care? That 90% of them say, oh, Medicare is going to pay for that. Well, I hope you all know it isn't. You probably do. You're shaking your head. You know, Medicare is not paying. It pays for rehab care, physical therapy and occupational therapy. Not going to pay for long-term care. 
and Medicare. So if I become a drunk by the time I, I'm sorry, Tim. If I become a drunk, then then I can get into rehab, right? Uh, <laughs> I think I'm getting my plan. I think I'm getting my plan worked out. Yes, actually, there is rehab for for, for, for people who are suffering from uh, things like that. Yeah. I bought long-term care insurance a long time ago to the point where now it's paid off. And uh, I'm just hoping they send a pretty nurse. You know, I don't know what <laughs> I, I specified that, but I don't know if that's a legal point or not. Well, I'd like to think that you could. You could just say, you know, I, I would like somebody. I always tell people, ask for what you want. You might get it. <laughs> well, there you go. And those are words to live by for every baby boomer. Ask for what you want. You may get it. Make it get slapped, it. you know. You you <laughs> may you may get hurt, but ask for it anyhow. Anyhow, we would like to uh, we would like to thank Star Bradbury once again for being with us. Star, your new book, successfully navigating your parents' senior years. Where is that available? Well, here it is. I'm holding a brand new copy of it. Okay, so you uh, have a, a copy, but what about if our listener wants to get it? Where would <laughs> it's it be available? It's available on all uh, uh, major book sites, whether you buy your books from Amazon or Books A Million or Indie Books. Um, and it's actually been available for pre-order uh, for the last a month or so, but it's officially being released tomorrow, March 21st. And it's also coming out on uh, Cantor on Audible Books within the next few weeks. So you, if you prefer to have a hold a book or listen to your books, um, both are available. It's 19.95, and it's uh, through Ben Bella Publishing. They've been wonderful to work with, fabulous. Um, and, Did you record and, the audio? Did you do the audio book? No, I, I actually thought I probably could, yeah. but everybody talked to talk to me talked me out of it. I. It took me a while to find a voice I liked. They sent me a few, and I was like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah. uh, but well, but no, it's not me. Thanks, thanks for not asking any of us. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> we don't have voices that are likable. Yeah. But, you would have uh, had anyhow. jokes uh, every other sentence. <laughs> Star, thank you very much. Uh, we will uh, we will get this, and I'll get a copy and pass it on to my daughter so she knows what to do. And we'd like to uh, like to thank you once again for being on another day uh, above ground. Thank you, Dale. And really, half the people I know are buying the book to give to their kids. So I love that idea. Thank the other you half so are buying it, you know, just because it was there. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Oh, we know what that sound means, don't we? It's time for our game. As you know, we play a game on this show every week based upon the game called Boom Again, a wonderful game created just for baby boomers. And we give you an opportunity to win a copy of Boom Again just by answering a few questions. So let me tell you the uh, answers to last week. If you entered last week's contest, you, uh, you may have your number drawn if you answered all three correctly. First of all, thanks to TV in the 1950s, little boys started carving what single letter into their desktops? It was the letter whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. It was Z for Zorro. That was the big hit at the time, was Zorro. Zorro is Spanish for fox. For, for fox? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. What does the fox say? <laughs> so, <laughs> listen to Zorro <laughs> Icky, News. Icky, 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 Icky. <laughs> <laughs> Our second question was, Sid and Nancy take drugs. Sid allegedly stabs Nancy. She dies. Sid eventually overdoses and dies. What band was it? Sid's last name was Vicious. The band was the Sex Pistols. Which he had already left by the time that happened, but... We'll take the Sex Pistols. We'll take the Sex Pistols, because that's what's <laughs> written on the card. And the, uh, and the third one was what record executive passed on signing the Beatles, but later had a long-running TV show that had people singing along with him. And that's, of course, Mitch Miller. Really? Sing along with Mitch. Wow. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And yeah, he would, uh, in the little words across the bottom of the screen and everything, sing along with Mitch Miller. Carolyn's huh. shaking her head. I right was going to guess Dick Clark because yeah, me he's too. the only one I could think of. But and wow. I never, I never yeah, sang no. with Dick. Yeah, Mitch I Miller. <laughs> All right, my friends, it's time for this week's questions. Grab a pencil so you can jot them down because you're going to be sending your entry to Another Day Above Ground Show at gmail.com. Another or, Day Above Ground Show at gmail. Or, Tim? Or you could just type them directly into the email. You could just, uh, if you're listening to this on your computer, just open your email app and type in another day dot, uh, uh, dot I forgot what's her email Another address. Day above, day above ground, ground show, show at gmail.com. Gmail type that in, and then you can just type in the answers, and maybe you'll be the first. But it doesn't matter if you're the first. Doesn't or not. matter because hey, promptness is always appreciated. But uh, we're giving you a week to answer these uh, answer these questions. The first one is in the 1973 song "The Joker." Why did Steve Miller want to shake your tree? Why did Steve Miller want to shake your tree in the joke? You'll be singing that through until you can figure it out. I don't call Question... him Steve Miller. I call him the gangster of love. So <laughs> I call him Maurice personally, but you know. <laughs> okay. Question number two. The youngest Boy Scouts were called Cub Scouts, and they were split into two groupings. What are those two groupings in Cub Scouts? Now, I'm not going to give you the answer, but I, I, I have to tell you this about Cub Scouts is, uh, is that, you know, after you, you, you get out of Cub Scouts before you join Boy Scouts, you're in a group called Weeblos. There could not be a more, you know, embarrassing thing to tell somebody. Are you in Scouts? Oh, yeah, we blow. <laughs> so anyhow, that's not one of the answers. But Cub that's Scouts were answer? divided. That's not the answer, Weeblos. I wish it was an educational time. The answer is, Sorry, uh, or the uh, the uh, they were split into two groupings. What were those groupings called? And the huh. third question is, what McDonald's character was basically two all beef patties with a top hat and a diplomat sash? Oh. What McDonald's character? Two all beef patties, a top hat, and a diplomat sash. If you know the answers to those three questions, send your answers to another day above ground show at gmail.com. And uh, hopefully you will win one of these uh, one of these games, boom again. But if you don't win, you're saying then what? Carolyn? Then you can go to boomagain.com and buy your own copy of the game. Oh. And we have partnered with them where when you 
click to buy, go to your cart. There will be a space for a promo code. Use the promo code 10ADAG. That's 10ADAG and you will get 10% off the game. Back to you, Dale. All righty. Well, that wraps it up for this week, my friends. Once again, we'd like to thank Star Bradbury for being our guest. And uh, before we go, Carolyn, any final words for the folks? No, I never tell anybody to go to carolynstrauss.com, so I'm saying that this week. Go to carolynstrauss.com <laughs> so you can see who I actually am, if, if anybody cares. You <laughs> might have to get through a couple of questions. Are you over 18? You know, there's a few things. Are you people... over 80 and wealthy? I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and mail. <laughs> Just because, you know, I have my And not Iggy Pop. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Tim, any final words? Uh, just go to timslegel.com. All right, and I invite you to go to daleirvin.com, press the button for Friday Funnies, and sign up so I can make you laugh in your email every single Friday. But until that happens, go out and enjoy today, because today is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.